This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 25, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. This is a sad day. Yesterday, 19 children and two tr teachers were killed at an elementary school in Texas. I'm hearing the 18-year-old shooter may also have shot and possibly killed his grandmother before the attack. As near as I can tell, his weapon was a handgun, and he was not a white supremacist, so we will have to deal with the fact that he was crazy and not peripheral issues. I don't know the answer. Or, as Chris Christopherson said in A Star is Born, quote, I don't even understand the questions, end quote. I would like smart people with data to join together and look at why we have this issue and other countries do not. I would also like them to look at where and when and how many of these issues occur rather than just pull out top line murder numbers. I think the top line murder number is driven by gang shootings. And I would like them to look at the proposed solutions and ask if they would have prevented the shootings. Most are in favor of background checks, and I'm already hearing of the need for more background checks. Would this idiot have failed a background check? I'm guessing he passed one. I offer that just as an example. My fear is that instead of having smart people with data join together for a hard look at this issue, we will have smart people with agendas force their favored narrative at us. Not helpful. Note. I have been in favor of banning handguns since 1975. That is my favorite narrative, but I can be dissuaded with data and analysis. Quick hitters. Former Senator David Perdue, who was endorsed by Trump, lost big to incumbent Governor Brian Kemp in the Georgia Republican primary for governor. I would call this a blow to Trump. Kemp will face Stacey Abrams in the general election. Question. If Abram loses again, will she admit she lost this time? Former NFL running back Herschel Walker wins the Republican Senate primary to take on incumbent Democrat Senator Warnock. Democrat democracy is not always pretty. Marjorie Taylor Greene won her Republican primary, and I read she will easily win in the general election. The people of her Georgia district will elect, re-elect, their preferred congressperson. I wish they had made another selection. Feel the same way about AOC, but that's another story. Former Trump Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders won the Arkansas Republican primary for governor and will likely win the general. Texas Congressman Cuellar is the last House Democrat who is pro-life. He is in a close battle in the Democratic primary for a House seat in Southern Texas. If he loses, I'm assuming the winner will have a tough time winning in the general election. The Pennsylvania Republican Senate primary was held last week. They are still counting, and Dr. Oz is slightly in the lead. A few ballots still to come in, and then there will be an automatic recount. Some European countries are wavering in their opposition to Russia over Ukraine. I do wonder if we are reaching the point where both sides may decide to truly negotiate. Yes, I've said that for a while. Moving on. The Washington Examiner has an editorial linked in the show notes that says early voting in Georgia was triple the last midterm primary vote in 2018. Triple. We were told the new voting law would suppress votes, but early voting was triple. How many times can I say triple? 
Will CNN say triple or MSNBC? Will Major League Baseball give us an oops and say they should not have moved the All-Star game over the new voting bill? Plus, as someone who read the bill, I know the law created a monitoring system for long lines and provisions that if the lines were long, that the state could force actions to prevent them in the future. Previously, the state had no power to address long lines. Yeah, I probably dwell on the Georgia voting bill too much. I do so because it is a great example of how the media latched onto something, acted like they knew what they were talking about, created and forced a narrative, and it was just crap. Next, I link to an article by John Sudworth on China's policy towards Uyghurs, an ethnic minority in China. He discusses re-education camps that China says are training centers. As I understand it, the Uyghurs are Muslims and the Chinese do not like the practice of faith. The article says one man was viewed as an extremist for having, quote, strong religious leanings, end quote. The evidence? He did not smoke or drink. He was sentenced to 10 years. Sometimes I read things and just can't believe it, but maybe it's true. The article says that some get up to 10 years in prison for not using their phones enough. That is viewed as trying to quote, evade the constant digital surveillance, end quote. The article reviews the case of Tursan Kadir and says for years he preached and studied Islamic writings and more recently was accused of, quote, growing a beard under the influence of religious extremism, end quote. He was sentenced to almost 17 years. Occasionally we have asked amongst ourselves, how did regular Germans tolerate the Holocaust? Or how did the rest of the world? Years from now, people will probably ask, how did we keep buying cheap crap made in China, some by these people at forced work camps? Note, as I write this, I am thinking I better never go to China. As little heard as this podcast is, they do some serious digital snooping. You may say I'm paranoid and you may be correct, but just because you are paranoid does not mean they are not out to get you. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.